The WLCC Brandon. Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. Following is sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries and is pre recorded. But I want to caution every wife about the question of working outside of the home. First of all, be careful about your motives. Is it because you and your husband are materialistic and you need two incomes to maintain a certain lifestyle that maybe God doesn't want you to maintain? Because you can maintain that lifestyle and neglect biblical responsibilities. That's an important distinction, isn't it? The difference between a house and a home. I've been in many houses that are gorgeous structures, beautifully furnished, decorated, but there's no warmth there. And we've all been in modest buildings where we can clearly sense the love and devotion that the family members share with each other. Yet it's easy to get so wrapped up in providing stuff for our families that we don't have time to provide what they need the most, time, love, and attention. You're listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. We're glad that you're with us today and that you have time for another radio Bible class. Pastor Steve is in the midst of a message intended to help wives understand their responsibilities in the marriage. A few lessons ago, he did the same for us husbands, and today he continues leading us through a series of lessons concerning the biblical family. Now here's Pastor Steve with more advice to help wives help their husbands. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And then Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. And he still holds fast his integrity, although you incited me against him to ruin him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. However, put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he'll curse thee to thy face. So Satan said, of course, he praises you. Every man loves himself. You hurt him, you harm him physically, and you'll see that Job will curse you. So big deal, you take some things from him. You gave it to him anyway. You take his health, and you'll see what, what kind of a man he really is. And, and we know the rest of the story. We know that uh, that is exactly what took place. And Job experienced horrible things, uh, probably boils all over his body. It says in chapter 2, verse 7, then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took a, potch, a potsherd and to scrape himself while he was sitting among the ashes. And watch this. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. That's her advice. Curse God and drop dead. That's what she's saying. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. But I would add, his wife did. She did him evil. She said, curse God. What, what kind of a way is that to do good to your husband? Now, she should have listened to him, should have comforted him. She should have stood by him. She should have said, you are the most godly man on the face of this earth. 
something else is happening here. I don't understand it, but it's certainly not because you're, you're wicked. God is doing something. Let's just trust Him. And Job, uh, I'm going to pray for you night and day, and I'm going to fast. And I, but she said, curse God and just die. Stupid advice. Need to help your husband by taking an interest in his concerns, his problems. Do you do that, ladies? It may not be like Job, but when you're going through problems, you feel like Job. And he needs he needs somebody who's going to understand him, who's going to give him some good, sound advice, not not foolish advice. Philippians chapter two, verses three and four tell us: don't be don't be selfish. Look not everyone on his own things, but also on the things of others. And that, that certainly applies to wives. But don't be selfish. Be willing to, to live to benefit him and not yourself. You are created. You were created to be his helper. Okay, the third practical suggestion and way a wife can help her husband. We're going to expand on this for a while. And that is she enjoys her work. Yeah, she enjoys her work. Verse 13 of Proverbs 31. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. And this woman not only does chores at home, but she enjoys her household chores. Notice it says, and works with her hands in delight. Delight. She enjoys it. In other words, she loves being a housewife. She's not sitting around complaining about her lot in life. She does her work with joy. Now, ladies, do you do that? You do your work with joy and not complaining? Do you clean and cook and wash and do all those other things with an attitude of cheerfulness or with an attitude of same old dishes? I do three loads of wash every day. I vacuum. I do this. I do that. I do, it never stops. I cook and clean, cook and clean, cook and clean. And where does it ever end? It doesn't. And what does he do? He goes out to lunch. I heard someone say he eats, right? He goes out to lunch every day and meets interesting people, and I'm stuck at home doing the dishes. It never ends. I cook and clean, and, uh, and I complain. Listen, if you want to help your husband, then learn to delight in your work. Learn to delight in that work. Create an atmosphere at home uh, in the home of being content with what you do. You ought to be grateful that there are, uh, there, there's food to dirty those dishes. You ought to be grateful that you have a family that gets their clothes dirty, that you even have a family to do that. You ought to be grateful that you have a house to clean. Now you might be wondering, this is why I want to expand on this. Does the Bible teach that a wife can't work outside of the home, that she's restricted to household chores? The answer is no. The Bible does not teach that. And I want us to look at a few verses from Proverbs 31, verse 14 and 15. And we looked at this before. We touched on this. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. So now let's just stop here for a moment. She, this woman travels far to get the best deals, to get the, best, the best bargains, just like merchant ships coming from afar. And she gets up early and she feeds her family and she looks after the things of the household. But notice verse 16 says she considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Isn't that interesting? She's got a little real estate business going on the side. And not only that, with some money that she has earned from, from other things, 
She plants a vineyard. You say, where, where do you get that? Verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. This is an entrepreneur. This woman invests in some real estate and then she, she uh, takes some money and she invests in, in planting a vineyard there. She's got a good business mind and she's using it. She's using it. Now, both Titus chapter 2 and 1 Timothy chapter 5 say basically the same thing. It uses the expression that a wife, it says a woman is to be a worker at home. And some have, have taken that and uh, believe that the scriptures are teaching that she's only to be a worker at home. It doesn't say she's only to be a worker at home. It doesn't mean that she can't do any work outside of the home. It just means, and watch this, and I think this is the biblical balance. It means that her priorities are to work at home and make sure that those responsibilities are cared for. That's her, she has certain responsibilities at home. But however, if she's able to do work outside of the home and not neglect her responsibilities of the household, then she's free to do that. And we have a lot of help today that people didn't have uh, years ago. Microwaves and, and all kinds of uh, gadgets that, uh, that help a woman. If she's able to not neglect her household responsibility, then certainly, biblically, she's free to work outside of the home. If she can't do both, that she should concentrate just on the, the home. But I want to caution every wife about the question of working outside of the home. And here's, here's some cautions. First of all, be careful about your motives. Often we don't think about our motives, but be careful about your motives in getting a job. Is it because you and your husband are materialistic and you need two incomes to maintain a certain lifestyle that maybe God doesn't want you to maintain? Because you can maintain that lifestyle and neglect biblical responsibilities. See, are your priorities to have a beautiful house or to build a godly home? Now, that's, that's a very profound question. Is it your priority to build a beautiful house or, or build a godly home? You see, some people have beautiful houses, but the family is falling apart inside of the house. The home is falling apart inside the house. Why? Because mom and dad are too busy working to support this extravagant home and they can't spend time together, and they can't spend time with the kids. And so you have to be careful about your motives. Why do you want to get a job? Is it just to, to make ends meet, or is it to live at a certain lifestyle? The irony of this situation Pastor Steve is describing is that all too often, when a family sits down to analyze their financial situation, they discover that when the wife is working two jobs, one at home and one outside the home, she is adding almost nothing to the family's income anyway. All that stress often accomplishes nothing other than straining family relationships. A little extra stuff just shouldn't be that important. If you've just tuned in to our broadcast, we would like to welcome you to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. Pastor Steve has been ministering at Lakeside Community Chapel since 1981. Lakeside is located in Clearwater, Florida, west of U.S. Highway 19 at 1893 Sunset Point Road. We're moving through a series of messages about the biblical family, and at the moment, Pastor Steve is sharing some great insights on how the wife can fulfill her biblical responsibilities. If you missed the beginning of today's program, you can visit our website to listen to it in its entirety. 
The web address is versebyverseradio.org. That's versebyverseradio.org. You can listen to the broadcast there or get a podcast so you can listen to it later. Now, here's Pastor Steve with the rest of today's lesson. Also, another caution, don't be intimidated by society saying that, that uh, making you feel like you're useless if you're just, quote unquote, a housewife. Uh, about three weeks ago, I was listening to a um, radio talk show, a secular talk show, and uh, I just caught this part. The host said this. The host was talking to, to a woman, and he, and he said this. I don't have it word for word, but believe me, this is the gist of it. He said that he could not imagine being married to a housewife. What would they talk about? That's what he said. And, and this man assumes that housewives aren't well-read. They're not informed. They're just kind of ignorant women who just go about cleaning and cooking and washing and doing things like that. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Notice Proverbs 31, verse 26, about this woman. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She opens her mouth, and she has a lot to say. You know what she has to say? She has to speak on wisdom. That's God's knowledge applied to all different situations of life. This is a woman who knows how to live. This is a woman who's intellectually alive. She applies her knowledge to life. And she is wise. So we're not saying just stay home and don't be informed and don't know what's going on, and that's, that's absurd. And don't be intimidated by society pressuring you. And, and believe me, these talk shows do that. Kind of like if you're not out there having a job at IBM or some other place like that, you just, you know, you're just a silly housewife. Well, that's, that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. The Bible says you were created to be your husband's helper. That's what you follow, not what society dictates. And that involves taking care of the children, especially young children, while the man goes off to work. And I want you to look at a very important passage of Scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Years ago I taught on this, but I want to just focus on, on one verse that is extremely important because you're, you're getting all of the, the propaganda from society about how your life ought to be invested in a job outside of the home. And listen, maybe that God wants you to work outside of the home, but I, I really believe that the priority is to focus on taking, uh, being a helper to your husband and taking care and raising those children. And if you cannot uh, do both, you have to focus and concentrate on the children. 1 Timothy chapter 2, at least being in the home. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. Let a woman quietly receive instruction with entire submissiveness. He's talking about her ministry in the church and, and in a worship service. But I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. So in, in a worship service, in a teaching situation, situation, a woman is not to teach a man. And, and then he explains, this is not cultural. This is based on, on creation in the fall. For it was Adam who was first created and then Eve. So Eve was created for Adam, not the other way around. And it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman, being quite deceived, fell into transgression. What he's saying is when the woman did take the lead, we ended up with the fall of man. Now, you might read that and say, you know, it's, it's all Eve's fault, which is not really true. Adam was not deceived. He knew exactly what he was doing. But if Eve, you might think, look what she did. Look what women, you know, women got us into this. But notice verse 15. But women shall be preserved or saved or delivered 
through the bearing of children if they continue in faith and love and sanctity with self-restraint. What does he mean here? He certainly does not mean that a woman is saved uh, in the sense of saved from eternal wrath because she gives uh, birth to children. What he does mean is that she is delivered from the stigma of being the one who sinned first and leading the race into sin by bearing children now. She's delivered by bearing children and investing uh, her life into them so that her children grow up to love the Lord. In other words, she's saved from being thought of as a second-class citizen because she led in sin. Now she can accomplish something that no man has ever accomplished nor can accomplish, and that is she can bear children, and she raises them in the nurture of the Lord, and she gives back to the human race godly children who, who don't uh, uh, go off into sin, but they follow the Lord. They follow the Lord. So don't be pressured into conforming to society's standards and make sure of your motives. Be careful about working outside the home. If it means that that someone else has to raise your kids, then don't do it. Daycares or calling on mom to do it, your mom to do it, or your grandmother to do it, or your sister to do it. God has given you those children. You raise them. You don't want anybody else's imprints upon them. You raise them. Okay, now to help you decide on this issue of work, I want to cover a few things. I'd like to give you a few thoughts about temptations facing uh, a wife who who stays at home and a wife who works outside of the home. There are temptations in both, and you need to be aware of this. And whatever fits your situation, you need to be careful and apply this. First, temptations facing a wife who stays home. One temptation, it is easier when you're home to major on things rather than people. This is a wife who we would call a housewife. She stays home. It's very easy for her to fall into the rut of majoring on things rather than people. She becomes things-oriented rather than people-oriented. She keeps the house clean, and that can become more important than building a relationship with her husband and her children. And ladies, those of you who are home, be careful about that. Be careful that you don't get so absorbed in, in keeping things in perfect order that you forget that those are just things. You need to remember your husband and children. Secondly, you can major on minors, spending too much time on such things as the telephone. Watching television, especially soap operas, be careful of those things. First of all, they are a waste of time. Secondly, you are being entertained by pure wickedness. Be careful about spending too much time on the telephone, on watching television, on shopping. Be careful about that. And those are, that's a temptation when you were at home, spending your time on, on minor things rather than, than majoring on the important issues. Third temptation, you can isolate yourself and forget to reach out and have any ministry, especially in the church. You're absorbed in your household chores and family, and you can forget that, listen, you're part of the body of Christ. You are to be active and involved in the church. Not to the neglect of your family, but certainly don't become so involved with your, with your uh, household responsibilities that you forget to have a ministry in the body. Do you know the woman of Proverbs 31 had a ministry outside of the home? She had an outside ministry. Verse 20 says this, she extends her hand to the poor and she stretches out her hands to the needy. If she, if she were in our church, she'd probably be involved in the salt and light ministry. That's right. This woman had a ministry to those who are poor, those who are needy. Find the ministry that you have. So be careful that you don't isolate yourself. You ought, you ought to have some ministry in the church. 
So those are the temptations facing a wife who stays at home. What about the temptations facing a wife who works outside of the home? And there are a few here. Temptation number one, it's easy to take your problems of work home with you to the point where you, you think, well, I'm just working during the day. I'm home with my family. But no, maybe you're not. Maybe you're, you're still mentally at work. It's easy to be, for your work to become all-consuming to the point where you're never really home, even if you're physically there. Second temptation, when you do get home, you are tempted to be so tired that you're too tired to deal with biblical responsibilities, such as, do you have a, a, a vital quiet time to spend time alone with the Lord? Are you able to spend time alone with your husband? Not just quality, but quantity time. Are you able to help your children with their homework? They need you at that, at that point. Spending time with them? See, that's a, that's a danger, that's a temptation, that you're tired, sure, but you might be tempted to be so tired that you're not going to fulfill your other responsibilities. In fact, you can be too tired to deal with anybody to the point where you just run from people. The attitude, you know, I, I've been working with people all day, I've been hassled. I don't want to do anything else. I'm, I'm home, it's your job to take care of, of other things. I've worked hard. Be careful. Third temptation. It's tempting to not submit to your husband because why? You support the family too. You bring home a check. It may even be larger than his. And the attitude could be, who is he to tell me what to do with my check? I make money and I'm not gonna, I don't have to listen to him. That's a real temptation. It's a real temptation. A fourth temptation is a very dangerous one. It's a temptation to have an affair with a work associate who is especially kind to you. Especially kind. And it happens many, many, many times. And here's how it happens. Something like this. He listens to you better than your husband does. He really pays attention. He laughs at the things that are funny with you. Your husband seldom laughs anymore the things that, that you think are funny. He's sympathetic to your problems. Your husband isn't. And, and this man appreciates you. Your husband tends to take you for granted. Then after this, he starts opening up to you about his problems. And there are many. You may have the best of intentions. You just want to be sympathetic. You want to be a friend. You want to just help him. But before you know it, you find yourself becoming emotionally involved with him, really understanding this poor victim of a nasty wife. You understand like nobody else does. And you're emotionally involved. And then that becomes eventually a physical involvement. And people can see this happening before it's physical. And they warn you and your attitude is no, it's not going to happen to me. No. Now, I'm just being a friend. Nobody understands this man. I do. Nobody understands him. I won't fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, uh, take heed lest you think you won't fall because you will. People just don't understand. We just have a platonic relationship. Well, give it some time and then you're physically involved. Listen, I just want to tell you, ladies, something from a man's perspective. There are wolves out there in the workplace. Do not be naive about this. There are wolves waiting to grab you. Savage wolves. Be very, very, very careful. So, help your husband by being worthy of trust. Help your husband by being supportive of him. And help your husband by enjoying your work. 
That's quite a dire warning on which to close our program, isn't it? But as you know, we are surrounded by potential temptations. Pastor Steve just warned us about a few of them. It's good to know, though, that we do have the help of the Holy Spirit and, hopefully, the love and advice of trusted friends to help us avoid the many pitfalls that confront us. I hope you'll be back next time for the conclusion of Pastor Steve's message. He will bring us some more concrete ideas to help wives be better helpers for their husbands. If you'd like a CD of this message, please call us at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a number and we'll return your call during weekday office hours. That's 727-441-1714. You've been listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. Verse by Verse Ministries is a faith-based ministry supported by interested listeners who have first been faithful to their local church. Please visit our website sometime to learn more about this ministry. It's versebyverseradio.org. versebyverseradio.org.